Kareem Okidi. Caleb Newman. Welcome back, Enlightened Brothers Episode 3. As you can see, we're in a new setting. We'll try to change it up if we can once yeah. in a while. Yeah, man, just a little change of scenery, you know, a new backdrop mm-hmm. just to give you a little something new. But uh, anyway, let's get, jump right into it today. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we get into the first topic. Hold on for what? what uh, I mean, y'all see the fit today. Uh, he has but, to do this every uh, episode. I'm, I'm, I'm dressed like this for a reason. You know, I just had I just came in a regular polo. Hold on now. Check the back. So, uh, what's the date? September 19th, right? Oh, yeah. We did say last episode we would have a drip contest, and I forgot completely. Oh, it's, I, I'm not wearing I the jersey. I guess take the cake for this week because I, I just got a standard polo on. I'm not wearing the jerseys for the drip. I'm wearing this jersey to flex because I hope most of y'all are watching what's going on in the NBA bubble. Uh, last time we talked about it, um, the Lakers were playing the Rockets. Uh, now we're already in a new series, and um, it's pretty much uh, set, uh, but, it's basically a Lakers coronation right now. We're going to win the championship. We the won bubble. last night. Let's get it. What are you saying? You don't know what's going on outside of the bubble. We'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Okay. let's start it off. <laughs> all right, but yeah, just, just a little flex for any of y'all that don't know. Lakers all the way. King James. This, um, um, this year's been crazy, 2020, with everything that's been going on. And Kanye, you could argue that he's been crazy himself. So Kanye West tweeting um, pictures on Twitter of his record deal with Universal. And he claims that he's a slave to his label. And the, um, the details of this, um, this record deal, they go into things that talk about how they own his um, master records, mm-hmm. master recordings, until like 2039 for his first album, which was... Um, the College Dropout. The College Dropout. And he's been, he's been trying to fight against this, and he's been speaking out recently against all of the injustices that the music industry has. Also, he peed on his Grammy, which I would like to put in there. I know that would go for a lot of money, but what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about this? All right, that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> well, a lot of artists uh, try to relate their contract terms to slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this might be s- sort of an issue. Um, we know that these contracts have exploitive tactics. Right. We know this for, for sure. But... Um, did I say tactics? Uh, ex- exploitive characteristics yep. is what I meant to say. Um, but it's, it's it's not really synonymous to slavery. Slavery is yeah, against that's a, your that's will. That's a big stretch. It's a, a, a very big stretch. At the start, it's, even when they sign these contracts, they know they should know what they're getting into. So here's if they have a decent manager. Here's my question. Um, and there's two separate sides to this story. All right. Kanye West, I don't know when he signed this deal. Are you are you familiar with when he signed the deal? I'm assuming it was early 2000s. I'd say maybe 2004, 2003. So Kanye was me on that though. Kanye was an adult. Right. Um now, I have sympathy for kids um and I say kids like people my age who come from um like low income communities and oh, they yeah. just exploded and made it big and if they get taken advantage of that's not all the way their fault. Even though they should know too, it's not as much as their fault. That so big I have sympathy, price tag. Yeah, pr- yeah, protection for the kids because they're just getting a bag. They want to get out of their uh, bad situations. Now, Kanye, Kanye he I was w- a little young, yeah. but... At dog. the start of his music career, just blossoming. Yeah, so I, I will I, give him that. I point. understand trying to get a head start and jump into the game. Well, not even a head start. It was. I, I'm sure the deal was pretty good, which is why he would sign it even with all those details that he's now fighting against. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, you got to read the, in between the fine line. But, yeah, yeah, you wrote your name on the dotted line. And a lot of people, because this is a big theme right now. It's not Kanye. He always needs to be at the forefront of things. But this is a big theme right now. A lot of people are complaining that people own the rights to their masters and people um, just own their music. and uh, Just, yeah, this is, it's a big theme right now. All right. Well, we went into why it was wrong for him to. Well, I wouldn't even say wrong, but I don't know. I don't think it was justified for him to argue that he shouldn't um, that these record labels are enslaving the artists. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the record label themselves and what they're putting into these contracts for people to sign. Well, I don't know. Right now. It's starting to seem like, even though everybody's making a big deal of it now, mm-hmm. it seems like we're beating a dead horse because 
Um, (laughs) Who's not everybody's not signing to labels. You got people like Chance the Rappers who already owns his masters. Right. You got people um, NLE Choppa who's been very adamant. People aren't signing to labels just because they know that the they're going to be exploited. So now that everybody knows if you sign the bad contract, it's it's said in business when it um, comes to bad contracts, two people are at fault. The person who put forth the exploitive contract, he does have fault, but also the person who wrote their name on the dotted line. So you have to take accountability of, excuse me, of your own life. You can't just keep blaming other powers for the situation you're in. I feel like that's a big moral of the story. I do feel for him, though, because it feels like the music that he's made isn't really his. It's owned by someone else. But, right. you know, and you, you deal the cards, you, you, play, you play the cards, you deal. Something like that. You, understand. you play with the cards dealt to you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. here's the thing. Now, for Kanye, this is um, it's different for Kanye because Kanye, he's a music savant. He can produce the music. He's probably had some ghostwriters here and there, but we know he can make lyrics. Mm-hmm. We know that he's one of the greatest producers ever. He he mixes the beats and all that stuff. So he truly like creates the song. But for a lot of other people that are complaining about not owning their masters, um, this is a big question. Who truly owns a song? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, like, okay, so let's just say Beyonce. Yeah. And I'm not throwing shade at Beyonce at all. She's great. But she's just the voice. Like, there's somebody on the drums and the voice making up the lyrics. Exactly. Beyonce could just be coming into a whole production and she spits some lyrics and that's the song. She, she makes got the song a voice popular. on her. She got a voice on her. Uh, you, but yeah, you better believe it. But there are layers to the production of these songs that we hear on the radio that mm-hmm. we download onto our phones that are uploaded to wherever they may be that are played. You know, it, it's, it more goes on behind the scenes. Right. So. And um, this is more on the standpoint of when you buy back the masters mm-hmm. uh, or the rights to the songs, however you want to phrase it, who gets the money? Like, so when you buy it back, do you have to divvy it up? Uh, get, this person gets 10, this person gets 5%. Uh, like, what do you do there? Or does, if Beyonce buys back her music, does she just take the cake and nobody else eats? No, that, that's impossible because realistically, without these record labels, yeah, you can, you can have talent, but these record labels are the ones that are providing you the opportunity to get you that exposure and put your music out there. And, well, that's been the thinking from when music started, when hip-hop or whatever started, when these record labels became a thing, that's been the thought until now. So you got underground artists who have never signed to a label, NLE Choppa, Lil Tecca, and they become huge stars. Now, definitely the label, they... I'm sure they take them to the next level and they give them, they're able to get them endorsements and all this stuff, but people are making it on their own now. So this is a real big issue. Yes. These labels better not uh, come with these bad contracts because people, people aren't going to sign them anymore. They just looking for the money because realistically nowadays with all the, uh, with all the media out there that you can put your music on, like let Instagram comments, you always see those people. Just talking about, hey, click on my page. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go look at the new song and I posted. I don't think they ever. Bl- I don't think they ever blow up. But yeah, okay. Those are those are like losers. But, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You get, I'm sorry. You're trying I'm sorry. to you get you're trying to get your come up. I can't agree there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're trying to come up too, man. I, hey, I don't fault you, but bro. Any, anyway, anyway, these people they they have more opportunity to put their stuff out there. Like a random person in Nebraska could possibly see my comment. And say, hey, look, I want to go listen to my uh, to your music. Right. And but n- back then it wasn't that easy. But like I'm saying, now we have more social outreach mm-hmm. and and means of out of reaching out to people and um sharing our stuff with the world. So it, it may be easier. And these, yeah, like you said before, these record labels they need to really step it up with their contracts. Right. Um. But also, so. Here's the big thing. And people are always complaining about the powers against them. Um, so in response to that, people like Diddy, people like, mm. um, I don't know. Diddy, else, Diddy, uh, Diddy. Yeah. Um, other people making their own labels. Uh, Rick Ross's label. Didn't L- um, NLE Choppa even make his own label? Possibly. He brought him up before. Po- possibly. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, people are making their own labels. But here's the thing. Um, and this is a problem through th- places and not just music, but they get to the point where they make their own label and they sign other artists and then they become the thing that oppressed them before. They've, they've put out the exploitive contracts because it's um, 
understood by a lot of people or thought by a lot of people that to become a billionaire, you got to exploit some people. Um, now, I don't now, know. Now, in the, in the social system that we have today, that is true. I hope yeah. it can change, but right. yeah. you do need to exploit someone to get access to having that kind of power. You got to step and on somebody's sad. ankle to get to the top it's of the sad. ladder. But that's how it is. It is sad. I hope it can change. An example. And um, uh, he is a controversial person, cause, um, but that doesn't really matter. This is just a business perspective. There was a point where Michael Jackson basically owned 50% of all music outlets. Really? Yes. I did not um, know this. Right. So Enlighten me. Uh, a lot of people know that um, Michael Jackson bought the Beatles music. Um, and they just they sold it in 20 the Michael Jackson estate after he passed away they sold it in 2015 for x amount of dollars but Michael Jackson uh he was under the wing of Paul McCartney or I don't know if he was under the wing but he was definitely um getting advice from Paul McCartney right. about buying music because they know the industry and then Michael Jackson takes that advice and <laughs> turns back around and buys his music <laughs> the Beatles music worth a billion all right um Michael he, let's just that's a finesse right there yeah Rest in peace th uh, that's right so he buys that music and then um I'm I'm not sure on the total history um but then it gets to a point where he buys this thing called uh like CNN ATV or it's just some type of music outlet um I, like I said, I'm not 100% sure on this uh, topic, but it got to a point where he practically owned 50% of the music. Mm -hmm. And uh, once that uh, brother started, uh, had that much power, that's actually when a lot of allegations started coming out against him. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. I'll save that for another save day. Save that for another day. You but could probably make a whole episode. A on whole that. episode about that. But it, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, he but, they don't want. <laughs> that was a very powerful black man at one point. He ended up selling the Beatles music in 2015, like I said, for only $720 million, which sounds like a lot of money, but that's cheap for the Beatles music. Yeah. With, the, their, with the amount of sales, I think they're the number one um, pop a boy band in yeah, like ever? ever yeah, in history. But that, it just begs the question nowadays, does the risk outweigh the reward when you're signing for these record labels? I'd, I'd say yes. The risk outweighs the reward? Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, give me an example. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be regretting this later on. Like, look at Kanye now wanting to get his masters back. I'm so, I think even Taylor Swift pause, is in the hold up. In pause, the same. pause, pause, Kanye, aren't you a billionaire? Buy your music, dog. Buy your. He a oh yeah, yeah Yeezy. He's, he's a billionaire. A billionaire, now. buy your music. Just but that's buy only it. one billion. We're talking about entire Universal here. Dog, he can he can buy his music back. I don't think he could even make a if he wanted to sue them over this, which I don't think he can. Uh, you can't sue did, Universal. He did sign, but yeah, yeah, he he's in a bad place now with exposing his entire contract to the internet. Oh yeah, but you know, I I'd say the risk outweighs the reward. Mm -hmm. I, like I said before, I think t even Taylor Swift is in something like um something with her label. She's locked into something with her label with her manager Scooter Braun, but I, I don't I don't know too much about that, but. Anyway, you're gonna be regretting this when you're uh, later in life. The money's gonna look good when you get it up front. <laughs> buy all your fancy cars, buy your homeboy some shoes, your homegirl some bags. Right. But you know, well that goes towards the hey. um, idea of. Uh, so two things: we're looking in 2020 hindsight now. Maybe these artists didn't think they were gonna blow like that. Yeah. But if you have self confidence, if you're like sure of yourself, then you know prior to that that you have to sign a deal that you know because you're thinking 20 years from now i'm going to be the baddest mf -er on the planet like, yeah I i'm going to be great um but also like uh just people get exploited at a young age sometimes the record that they're going to they're like oh we'll give you a lawyer so they'll look over the contract with you mm -hmm. um they'll help you out with the contract Who's paying the lawyer? The record label that's giving the contract. Oh, the lawyer is going to lie and say, yeah, uh, yeah, they're just going to make sure you sign that trash exactly. contract. So we have a consensus here. Risk does outweigh the reward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think so. But also, like I said, we're beating a dead cow or yeah, a dead horse. Like, I, I think the record labels are done, man. What's, what, what's, what's with you? What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, let me compose myself. What's with you and beating dead animals? Oh, it's just, just, just the saying, man. Man, once we end this episode, I'm going to have you look up some new metaphors. Yeah. Anyway, next topic.
This is Caleb's. He brought this in. Apparently, he watched this new Netflix documentary that was released. I don't know too much about it, so I'll let him take it from here. All right, let's get into it. Um, so Netflix, lots of great controversial, uh, controversial, sorry, uh, documentaries that come out. Um, the latest one, is one called The Social Dilemma. Uh, I encourage everybody, all viewers, to go and watch it. Uh, it's about an hour and a half, whatever. So, um, the general point and this plays towards AI and algorithms in which I talk about a lot, but uh, it shows the dark side of social media. It shows that um, they basically know everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. The main goal of social media, despite of all the good things politically that it's done, well, politically we don't even know, uh, social justice-wise that social media has done, um, the main goal of social media networks now is to keep you on their screen for as long as they can. And you're one user, but there's three engineers behind the screen trying to get you to stay on the screen for as long as you can. Now, the way they get you to do this is by supplying you with information that adheres towards your own beliefs, your own interests. The issue with this is we're leading into a time in which there might not be any more like concrete facts. Let me get to that. Uh, so you could live, we live in Florida and you, um, there's people that live in California, right? Yeah. So you can do a Google, a Google search here in Florida. You can do a Google search in California. They search climate change is, we also search climate change is there. The search result could be, um, like the, uh, ch uh, suggested fill-ins that they give you, mm -hmm. there it could be um, bad, bad for the environment, needs to change climate. Uh, so basically going against climate change, saying that there needs to be the scientific things done to fix it, which is obviously true. But um, it could be somewhere here in Florida where they're conspiracy theorists or whatever, and the fill-ins will be climate change is not real, is false, is a fraud. Um, and this goes with things like flat earth and I moon landing. I flat earthers. And I like you though, Kyrie Irving. You're cool. Well, Kyrie Irving literally went on TV. A lot of people don't know this. He literally went on TV and he said, I apologize. I didn't mean to spread misinformation. He did. Yes. And he, I like he, you even more, Kyrie. He blamed this on a YouTube like rabbit hole. Okay. okay. <laughs> so... Basically, so YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, if we keep feeding into these social media networks and it's just going to build a bigger base of people who believe this certain thing with all their heart because the only media they see is the, um, the, false, the false media or it could be the true media, whatever. So this plays into another topic. So you're driving down the road and you see these certain people protesting about whatever topic and to your belief – you may think, oh, these people are stupid. Why would they protest about that? Under that, you're, you're under the assumption that you both see the same media. So if they're protesting for, let's say, Black Lives Matter, but you're a Blue Lives Matter person or an All Lives Matter person, the only media you see is about how Black Lives Matter is bad. But those people are out there protesting off the media they see, which exactly. is how Black Lives... So we're getting to a point where... Is there any, if there's no more concrete fact, then it's it's all hell breaks loose. Excuse me, wow, gotta cut that out. That is true. All though. badness breaks loose. But um, this plays into what we were talking about last week too with TikTok, and how how they take more data from you to build a user profile that shows you things that you wanted to uh, see. Right. So. As, as you look at more of the things that you're interested, you're, you don't realize it, but they're limiting you from seeing new things that you might find new interest in or learn more about. It's keeping people in a box. And um, there's a great display uh, in the movie, The Social Dilemma, because um, it is a documentary. Yeah. But at the same time, they show this kid who um, he's just a happy kid. He's into uh, this girl or whatever. But by the end of the movie, he loses all of his friends. And obviously, it's hyperbole, but he ends up losing all of his friends because he goes down this YouTube rabbit hole. And he ends up um, being uh, just like, 
I don't even know what to call it. Like, cause uh, it's uh, it's on the conspiracy theorist path, right. but he ends up believing all of these uh, crazy theories, and he ends up not believing the world around him, and he loses all the people he loves and stuff like that. And by the end of the um, so at the beginning of the movie, the user profile it was just like a digital outline of ones yeah. and zeros, right? But at the end of the movie, the digital outline was exactly like it looked exactly like him. So um, by the end the 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 data on him it was so sufficient that they basically could create him hey i'm i'm going to go off a tangent on a tangent of what you said before with like um these people that are like conspiracizing on stuff mm-hmm. and they're slowly they're slowly slowly like uh, don't get me wrong i i believe a lot of stuff that we see is not actually what really happens right. and like some of these conspiracies they may hold some truth behind them but there are some people that just try to live their lives just completely straying towards conspiracies and like they just believe that nothing that they actually see or consume is real. Well, the thing is like, bro, can you use your senses? Like um literally look at the world around you cuz the people that you're speaking to, they spend hours in front of their computer or TV right. or uh iPad just looking at videos, How, going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. The people behind the screen know what you want to see. Exactly. How can you how can you say you uh, you know more about what's going on in the actual world when you're just limiting yourself to the virtual world, talking about the outside world? You have to experience it for yourself. Experience so these for yourself. people they're trying to like get out of that groupthink mentality. Caleb was talking about this to me off the podcast. Yeah, but slowly they're just falling into like <laughs> a deeper t- pool of groupthink because because what uh, these YouTubers that you're getting your ideas from or these whatever sources you're seeing it from, mm-hmm. they're just pulling you into their thinking, and you may think that wow, this is so outside of the box that this is just this is just new for me. I'm thinking for myself, right. but no, you're just copying pasting somebody else's theory you might Into you may do brain. some some more digging for yourself but there's no, <laughs> there's no way of truly crazy. knowing until you experience your own natural world now th- these people that are so against the 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 standard um beliefs of common humanity mm-hmm. or whatever and you it, there's nothing wrong with being an outlier but you also have to like i said experience your own natural world these people who just go into the YouTube rabbit hole, what they need to understand is the algorithm is constantly pumping them with more videos that will keep them looking at the screen. So if they find themselves really deep into conspiracies, Pizzagate or whatever, this like they literally just get supplied with something else on the back end that's exactly like it, and it keeps reinforcing their thinking. So on to conspiracies. Yeah. These things get started by one person's crazy idea, and then they end up putting it out there, and then it creates more traction and more traction and more traction. Now, millions of people believe into this one conspiracy theory, and they believe that it's totally true because the only media they see supports that theory. This is literally the whole point of the algorithm. Exactly. They, don't, they don't care about the facts. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube don't necessarily care about the facts. They care about what's keeping you on the screen for the longest yep a real conspiracy theorist is somebody that would take in all of the angles watch numerous videos not just those recommended to them absolutely form your your own conclusions from those form your own view on the world and not just going straight in one line towards (laughs) whatever you think may be over there and saying this isn't my conclusion this is reality no you gotta take it all in build yourself a circle of ideas encapsulate all of them yes the wisest person listens to all perspectives but this is the the world that we live in when it comes to presidency when it comes to voting a lot of people or when it comes to president and trying to gain votes Mm -hmm. um as we know with our current president they adhere to extremes or he adheres to the extreme side of the spectrum it's it's an objective point of view whether you like him or not he's obviously pandering towards the uh extreme side of his party and it's because uh, being moderate, being, um, I guess, collected and collecting all points of view and being everybody's uh, president or whatever, that doesn't create media no- anymore. That doesn't sell. You have to be that one direction like Emery talked about. You have, you have to go so hard for this one issue, and that's what's going to 
And that's what's really going to um, sell and make media. And that's what yeah. makes people popular. Because yeah. think of it like this. If you, have, if you have a cup and you're putting in a bunch of beans... Are you are you gonna take the cup that has? Where's this gonna beans? go? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> or actually, listen. <laughs> no, wow. I'll, I'll stick with beans. A cup with beans, uh-huh. and you have one cup that just has a, a bunch of assorted beans, or you have a favorite type of bean, which is like maybe a lima bean, and a whole cup that's <laughs> a bunch of stacked up lima beans. Kay. That's like over overfilling. Of course, you're not gonna go with the assorted one. That's oh how, yeah. That's Cause... how today's. That's how today's That's society a, thinks. If you understood that, then you understand that what Emery said was a great point. It's like, and that's just the human tendency, but I mean, humans Stick are, what you know, humans are tribal. They are, get uncomfortable with experiencing things outside of their domain. That's why people stick to their races. That's why when somebody in their own race is winning, they're like, yes. And that's a great thing, but humans are tribal creatures. So they adhere to, um, the things they consume, but exactly. Okay, so that's one. We've already gone through two like factors of this social dilemma, which is what the movie's called. But another thing is uh, the amount of data that these people are creating because they showed it on the screen how many cents this one person's data was worth. Now, think of millions of social media users. If they're monetizing their data, you're now putting a value on a human. That is an insane concept. You wonder why people always find... um find issue with issues with um all these companies try to take data from those who use their apps and such and this is the reason this is the reason it's not just because oh they're creeping on me they're spying on me what are they using this information for they're they're using it to exploit their audience build more of a user profile like we've been saying take your interest show you what you like get you to use that app more it's just a money making tactic and a lot of cons- I'm sure there's more to it though i'm not a businessman but oh you know. no there's a there's so much to this and we could talk about this for 4 hours but and a lot of people a lot of the conspiracy theorists is oh they're brainwashing everybody dude you're part of the brainwashing <laughs> all of these people that are consuming their media and um on social media they're I mean, it's not all brainwashing. There's genuine stuff out there. But the people that are following into this rabbit hole, they don't understand that they're they're feeding the algorithm. And the data collected on these people, it just emulates, like, who they are. So now that there's a price put on people's heads, which is a very gross way of thinking about it, Facebook, uh, an app like Facebook can shift the entire like the entire mode of a democracy because democracy the people vote right if facebook supplies this certain amount of people with this type of media they sway the vote completely so if these people's data are worth money which political party is more willing to give facebook a hundred million, way more than that, a billion dollars just to feed these people this media to vote for their guy exactly. so they can push their agenda. I agree completely, bro. And we're, let me tell you, if we get to a point where nothing is fact, because it's getting to a point, if people don't know what to believe, they just believe in whatever they want, like the flat earth stuff or whatever conspiracy, then it gets to a point we get into the realm of misinformation and right. that that destroys democracy for people that love democracy i mean i love living in one you got no facts then this is what this podcast is for man we're just here to talk about things get you thinking not to tell you what's right or wrong cuz i'm sure there are things that we say that you might not agree with right but it's just to get you thinking form your own conclusions so you can conspiracize with us you can think about things. You can rationalize them. But, you know, that's what that's what gets you enlightened, man. And Wisdom I, is in many forms. Oh, yeah. And um, I encourage you to watch this movie. Now, for the people who are afraid of AI taking over the world, I, um, okay, I hope you understand that these algorithms that are feeding you the media, because like we said in last episode, you're seeing the same post every time. It's just tweaked a little bit, right? Yeah. The algorithm feeding you this isn't some human on a keyboard like this. It's artificial intelligence making this algorithm. They they're supplying you the the um 
the video, the post, the whatever. And through machine learning, machine learning is the act of the computer getting smarter. I don't need to go right. deeper than that. So through machine learning, this algorithm gets better and better every time. You on your YouTube feed notice that if you go on your homepage now, if you watch YouTube a lot, you like every video. Wait, educate me on this because mm-hmm. I, I, if, if you're listening, I rose my hand when he was talking about people who are afraid of AI in the future. Right. Like I, I'm all for um, advancements mm-hmm. and future uh, developments, but um, there com- it comes into play. These people, like these corporations that we're talking about that are collecting data, building user profiles – with these AI, these are the people that are building the programming the AI in the first place. Right. And I get with machine learning, they can like this, the AI themselves will decide what to use with this information. Mm-hmm. But if they have if these corporations have bad intentions in the first place, how will that have an effect on um, what the AI is going to be used for? And that's with any type of science. And people say they don't trust scientists. If you don't trust scientists, I encourage you to do your own research if you want to combat against this stuff. It's like Elon Musk. I'm sure he knows a lot about artificial intelligence, why he's trying to use the BCIs, the brain-computer interface, Neuralink, to combat with artificial intelligence because he is so knowledgeable of it that he knows if somebody tries to use this in a bad way, it could be bad for all of humanity. So um, to your point... Uh, with the algorithmic stuff, it's, I mean, right now we're at a point where artificial intelligence has the brain power of, what did I say, like a a dog or something? Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's not near us now. But as as we come closer to defining the meaning of consciousness, as we come closer to artificial intelligence getting smarter and smarter by the year with uh, Moore's Law and all this stuff... It'll be a pretty interesting time, and if artificial intelligence is able to truly make its own decisions, and well, <laughs> it has a strong database uh, to back it with all of this social media, so it's a perfect setup for uh, robots to take over the world. That's why there's a, <laughs> that's why there's movies made about it. But there's also studies. Um, and um, I plan on reading books about this in the future about building good AI, and. Um, a way to do that is through machine learn machine learning. There's actually an anime on this called um, Sword Art Online. Yep, um, one of my favorites, man. So um, I'll just paint a picture. This is my absolute favorite anime, um, and I, I decided this yesterday because of how they incorporated artificial intelligence. But um, let me paint you the picture. So through um, virtual reality immersion, humans are able to interact with these avatars in the virtual world. And in this story, the artificial intelligence, her name is Alice, she ends up falling in love with a human. Now, she um, doesn't know until later that he's from what they call the real world. Um, And uh, basically, she's perfectly content with it because the artificial intelligence was has already gone, was grown up from a baby, a quote unquote baby, and it lived with humans through virtual reality immersion. And... Basically, the artificial intelligence grew to love the humans. And also in the anime, people were asking, what if you decide to take over the world? Why should I give you human rights, this and that? But the artificial intelligence basically reiterated that. Like, it had no intention because it is what we would deem good AI. It it has interacted with humans. So I I feel like there's a common misconception between robots and, like, androids. Androids are what you, like, these... um, Let's put it this way: like a robot is a, just a piece of metal, yeah, and, and it's um is given instructions to mm-hmm. do certain tasks. Right. These are completely controllable without the machine learning that Caleb was talking about about that was present in um um AI. And this is called the top-down <coughs> methodology. But um, um, androids, these have their own um own consciousness, right? Well, a form of it, right? That can learn, that can decide for themselves given they can be given specific tasks to do but they'll figure out the best way that these tasks can be carried out whereas robot robots will do it in just one specific uh, function exactly yeah man 
I just educate everybody to do their own research. And, um, I mean, shoot, listen to us. <laughs> I mean, we know what we're talking about. But do your own research because that's the only way you can truly form your view on the world. Exactly. And with all this artificial intelligence stuff and the social aspect, and there's a lot of a vast world behind it. We could go on that for hours. But without getting too in, too in the nitty-gritty, is just do your own study. And once you form your own perspective of the world, then you can act upon that. And I really hope you watch this documentary because it's going to give you a, aspect, a, a visual aspect and a new perspective on how you handle your social media. Because ever since I heard about this, I heard about this way before the documentary, but ever since this, I've spent less than an hour on social media every day. Other than... Um, I can't do that. Right. Other than uh, other than Snapchat, um, because Snapchat, I used to talk to other people because that's more of a texting uh, service, even though there's a lot of posts there. I use Snapchat solely to text other people. But other than that, you got the Instagram, Twitter, TikToks, whatever I use. um, I, I just I don't consume it as much because I know it's not giving it's not what's good for me. I need to find other modes of learning to get all the sides of the, all the sides of the spectrum, man. This uh, what we were talking about about forming your own conclusions actually made me think about um, a book I heard about. Mm-hmm. I think I think the name was Everything Is a Remix. Okay. And it was basically talking about how there are no new um, or original ideas that people construct anymore. Because everything that has been thought of has already has been uh, had can be thought of has been thought of in the past. Right. And this makes uh, I actually agree with it quite a bit because I, I, I find myself thinking, are these my thoughts or is this just something that I've been influenced to think about? Wow. Now, that's powerful. Um, well, what I want to say is that there no idea is yours like. All the ideas are out there in the ether, and people who are best at executing these ideas pluck them from out of the sky, and it just pops up into their brain, and they become what we would call an original thought. But that is interesting because, like as you said, in this, because we are getting this media and we're forming what we like to call original thoughts. Is it truly original? Or is it because I'm on Instagram all day and I'm on YouTube all day and I'm hearing the same perspective all the time to where it becomes a second nature for me? Maybe we think of things like as original thoughts, as just some something that we've only executed before. So plenty of people could have had it in their brains, but who's yeah. the one that really did it, said something about it, or showed... Um, showed feelings for it that's why like um we see people in history such as like rosa parks the first woman to stand up in the in the in the back of the bus and say no i want to sit at the front right this is just i'm sure there are other black women in that time that were thinking "Hmm, maybe i should make a stand for myself but they 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 knew that the risk outweighed the reward well they didn't know that the risk outweighed the reward but that's what they thought at the time and but, yeah, no, this is definitely like sort of a, an axiomatic thought in entrepreneurship. It's just execution. That's that's how you become the legends. That's how you become these world-changing, envelope-pushing people is all the ideas are out there. It's an old saying, if you want a new idea, read an old book, read yeah. history, because all the ideas have been out there, but it's all about execution, man. Uh, no, that's that's powerful. Like my fa- one of my favorite actors, Shia LaBeouf, said, "Just do it." And like Nike says, "Just do it." Yeah. Like, I, what I, do you have to lose? Yeah, man. That's how something becomes original. That's how something becomes unique. It doesn't become unique by sitting in your brain being a what if. Right. And I need to do this myself. I'm sure Caleb needs to do it as well. Absolutely. We know we we all do. We now some people are better at it than others, and um. This is a, a, fl- a switch in my brain that I flipped a while ago because, I mean, now, and both of us, we flipped it because why we're doing this podcast. It's because you just, you can't, you can't sit on your butt in, in contemplation all the time. You, you got to go out and do it. Isaac Newton uh, or Albert Einstein, they can't sit down and think about special relativity all day. They got to go out and write down the, um, the theorems they got to go out and publish the books. Isaac Newton has to write down uh, Prinkipa, uh, uh, Prinkipa the book 
he has to make calculus like it's all about execution man. imagine if all these famous philosophers scientists war generals if they were just they had all this knowledge but they were just lazy people there would be so many concepts that i'm sure we wouldn't have today yeah. even though they were concepts constructed in these people's minds yeah oh so you're saying like executed oh them. so you're saying if they hadn't executed them so if they were lazy as a lot of people are now yeah then we'd be in still in the stone now, age now that i think about it um maybe everything isn't a remix because i'm uh, just thinking if those people hadn't executed it mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here where we are today i'm sure there are a lot of pe- us that have thoughts that if we execute them this world could be a lot farther than it is right now. Not because we're like limited on resources, but because we're limiting our thoughts. Oh, I we're def- limiting what we can do. I definitely believe we're centuries behind, but I'll, I'll talk to the listeners slash viewers right now. Each and every one of you that are listening, you have all had a world-changing thought. You might not remember it. It might be in the archives of your brain, but each and every one of you has had a thought that would change the world around you, would change the globe, would change everybody, every single one of you. I believe a leader, somebody that can change the world, is just somebody who has the heart to turn their ideas into reality. Yep, absolutely. Just got to enlighten yourself, man. I'm sure from this podcast in the future, we'll look back and we'll be glad that we talked about some of this stuff. Absolutely. Because we'll be a lot farther than where we are today. Oh, yeah. And I mean, shoot, I plan on changing the world. Emery plans on changing the world. Every, and it doesn't, you, you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a huge business mogul to change the world. You can just change your community. If everybody changed the community around them, we'd live a in real a real G moves <laughs> in silence, man. Oh, like yeah. lasagna. Like lasagna. Oh, oh, that's pretty clever. <laughs> I did not it's, understand it's not that. Mine, but yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, yeah, man. No, that's. That's the true, man. Uh, man, we're 45 minutes into this thing. We c- I'm sure we could keep going, but uh, you want to move on? Why not? All right. Oh, uh, yeah, let's hop into the debate. Debate? This, All right. This week's debate. Yeah, well, man. Today's debate. September debate time. 19th, 2020. What is the best superpower? Not your favorite. Mm-hmm. What's the most useful? What's the most... Yeah, what's your favorite super? The best superpower. Favorite, best superpower. Okay, well, um, as we've done in most of these debates, passing it over to the bro right here. You're going first. Is um, that Kaylee? Super speed. Super speed. All right. I'll tell you why. Super speed, it could channel the properties of other powers maybe you didn't know. For example, if something is... Ooh, this is good. This is good. If something is vibrating at su- uh, such a fast speed... It's able to transmit through other objects, so it has the it has the superpower of phasing as well. Mm. Or, um, so maybe some of you know are familiar with the Flash. Um, he has something called the Speed Force, and I don't know if that's actually st- um, scientifically accurate, but it sounds like it. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> so go- doesn't Flash break uh, the time barrier? Yeah, he can. You can. He can time travel by going at such a such a fast speed that reality isn't even, um, well, isn't even able to be like conjured. Well, the the physics of this is um, to unlock any sorts of time travel, you have to get as close to the speed of light mm-hmm. as you can. Now, as we know through um, special theory of relativity, nothing can supersede the the speed of light. Three times ten to the eight meters per second. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, How do you know this? Hey, enlightened. Just engraved in my brain. But um, yes, nothing can uh, supersede the speed of light. But as so, um, and through the equation that Einstein put forth, E equals mc squared. The Flash is running so fast that he's he loses his physical self. He right. is literally transformed into energy. That's absolutely amazing. And if we're talking about, you know, superpowers mainly used for fighting, if we're talking about fighting capabilities, you go so fast that you could possibly channel the energy of a supernova into, like, a punch or a kick. Oh, gosh. Who man. knows? And you could... Was you have such speed that you could run up walls? I'm sure you could fly with that sort of speed. I'm not sure, but you know, it just, speed has a lot of capabilities. Speed is absolutely physics breaking, and to be honest, 
this is supposed to be a debate, but I'm gonna try to find a way to debate this because this is really hard. Like I did not, I was, I thought you about it. Have but let me go first. I man. shouldn't let you, know, you go I'm first. Coming in with the heat this he, week. He came in with the heat because there is, oh, I can't think of anything that uh, is better than super speed, man. Super speed is absolutely amazing. Uh, All right. I'd say... Mm, He actually asked something. I was about to give him a little handicap. Now, yeah. I'm going to go with this. Y'all know I'm the AI guy. If if this is a superpower, if you want to deem this a superpower, if you will allow this... I got to get in one of these every week, bro. What is he doing? He's walking up to the camera. He's looking directly at the camera. He's looking back at me. He's pointing to my face. Oh, he's shaming my love for AI. That's pretty sad. Um, but wh- as I was saying, if you allow this superpower, I'm going to go with the ability to control uh, zeros and ones, man. The, the superpower of be- being the computer. Now, let me, let me explain this. As fast as Flash can move, those zeros and ones can move pretty fast, too. So... Um, Let's say this guy that is able to um, um, move freely through all artificial intelligence and all computing uh, capabilities. Let's say he um, infuses a bio uh, a biotechnical avatar and infuses that with whatever Neuralink brain computer interface. So he's basically a cyborg. He's a mix between right. uh, a biological uh, a bio ooh stuttering a biological <laughs> body and a computer, and he makes like. 10 of these, and he's able to instantly move between all of them with his own Wi-Fi network. He can control anything. And um, as, we pl- as, we, as the world goes towards IoT, which is Internet of Things, it's the um, concept of all the objects we see around us having a computer chip. So basically everything being um, through the uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. It's coming. I can get adjusted to AI, but... But IoT and that, but that's part of it. Internet, so like everything. So like your nah, table, bro. your table, your fans, what if, your what if chairs your shoes get hacked. Well, and combust on your feet. You, then well, you got no toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. This is not. What if what if your bread loaf gets hacked and starts spilling zeros and ones into your into your um into your mouth? Like I said before, I'm I think not talking we, about ABC cereal either. We definitely need quantum computing to encode data, so we're not able to hack. So aside from all the hacking, I think my dude, I mean, okay, so the thing about Flash is he does transcend time, but I mean, they, the, it's, hard, it's hard to combat, combat with somebody who can time travel, but mm-hmm. I mean, the computer, if you have the ability, if you immerse yourself into a computer, do you truly have a reality anymore? You can, if you're able to immerse yourself into computers, that means your consciousness is downloaded. So that means you can make constant copies of yourself. That, that that's pretty, un, that's pretty unbeatable. So but what Flash would have to do is to Flash run to the past or somebody with these super speed powers that right. can go into the speed force, couldn't they delete the original copy? Well, now here's... Or kill him. Now, here... That's what I mean. Here, Body him. Okay, so here is the hard part about traveling in the past. It's called the grandfather principle. Um, ever since we knew that time travel was possible, I hope you all know by now that time travel is possible. all of this, man. Keep um, going. Uh, um, so if, let's say somebody travels back into the past and kills their grandfather. Mm-hmm. Then they go back to the future. I don't think there would be a future to go back to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Time, you experience time different than me. This is special theory of relativity. You experience time different than I experience time. Wait, how long did it take for you to say that? Like two seconds? It took me like two seconds, too. I think uh, it was the same. Well, anyway. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, But we've, uh, we've all moved at different speeds before. So... The faster you move, the slower time is going right. to, uh, relative to somebody else. Or the faster you move, time is moving faster relative to yourself. So anyway, we all experience time different. So the issue with traveling back into time, and this is a, a quantum mechanic principle, is a lot of people think time forks. So you go back in time and kill your grandfather. Numerous realities. But yes, numerous realities. But for somebody else, you never went back in time and... Within quantum reality, quantum field reality is 
there was a reality of every single event that could have possibly happened. So time right. traveling back in the past is extremely difficult. Sure. If if you if you're going with this alternate timeline, alternate reality thing, yeah. then I guess you could compete with me. Uh-huh. But you know, oh, yeah, I, so don't, I don't believe in all that alternate reality stuff. Well, so, well we have no way of knowing until yeah. we build our wormholes and but, experience it. But if we're taking that into account, I guess you can contest me. I guess. Oh, it was a strong contest because I guess. if I could have this, uh, the, like, if somebody could find a way to travel at point nine or so close to the speed of light, like, that's, shoot, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Another good superpower would be, like, a higher dimensional being like that's not really a superpower you can't beat somebody who's we're three-dimensional creatures so if somebody yeah. uh, if a 4d uh creature decided to like come into our world they'd easily like uh defeat any of us so well like i guess that's an unbeatable there's a, there's superpower. a lot of things that you can get get going to but we can transition to into favorite superpowers, I guess. Okay. I, I believe I said this on the, another episode of the podcast. If I didn't, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think spider powers would be my favorite superpower to one day receive. Spider powers? It's not too... Well, yeah, it's overpowered. Explain um, that while I think about mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, just web slinging. When you have a stressful day, man, wouldn't you like to just put on your tight spandex with, like, nothing underneath, uh, <laughs> man, and leap off a building and just go spraying webs onto random people's True. buildings? True? No, I mean, I'm saying... Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. But, like, bro, and you can, like, just... If somebody's talking to you too loud, you just hit them with a little flick, shut them up, web up their mouth, bro. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and super spider powers, they give you um, an enhanced speed, enhanced strength... And spider sense, so you can um, detect the, when things are coming at you at like high speeds. Hmm. Or it's like a little. Actually, uh, in the comics, um, um, spider sense was actually revealed to be some sort of um, telling of the future. It was like a prophecy. It's related to like um, the web of time. That's oh, that's pretty interesting. My favorite. What? Okay, the superpower that would um, assist me the most in my space in life would be the ability to transverse realities uh so what basically mean? if i was able to create this my own world like you probably seen in movies like they just create this like dark room yeah. that's like a, in a totally different what they call dimension mm-hmm. than like ours. so like i'd basically be blocked off from the entire real world um that would oh, be kind of cool you want the power to create spaces of time yeah yeah okay yeah so the, the power to that's essentially the the your own way of making your own space time and space time curvatures that's that is what it is so um because i would go and like meditate and study and stuff like that and i'd be able to come back in and out and out if i wanted to create something uh it's kind of like um did you ever watch dragon ball z uh bits of it um do you know the hyperbolic time chamber yeah yeah it's kind of like that like like that alternate from reality um a day in a day in the real world is like a year in the hyperbolic time chamber. I think it's actually longer than that, but yeah. yeah, it's basically a manipulation of the constructs of time, constructs of reality. Yeah, man, yeah. that was that was a great topic. That uh, was a good one, though. Well, let's uh, let's knock th- some of these off before we get out of here. We're about fifty minutes in. Let's uh, knock some of these off. You want a brawny? Oh, brawny, brawny, brawny. So we're high schoolers ourselves. Uh, I can't I can't say that we before do we, that type type of stuff, but I can understand this, you, buddy. Oh, my fault, my fault for cutting you off. You but good. before we get into this, you already see name across my chest: Lakers. The name on the back I showed you is James. A little foreshadowing so, at the beginning of the podcast yeah. when I said things going on outside of the bubble. Let's get back into that. Right. Um. Wow, that was pretty smart. I didn't even know what you were talking about. But uh, so if you don't know, we're talking about LeBron James Jr. here. LeBron James Jr. Last night he was turning on Twitter. Actually, this morning, I guess you can say, 1 a.m. Um, number one trending on Twitter, actually, for something that he accidentally posted on Instagram to his story. Ugh. I'm sure it was supposed to be to his close friend's um, story on Instagram, but he was. <coughs> what, what was he doing? 
He was he was puffing on some puffing on some weed. Oh, so oh he was uh, okay. You didn't, you didn't so get he, it from what I was doing right there. No, so okay. he was consuming. Um, I have to edit that, that out. Marijuana. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't understand how. I've never experienced this feeling before, but I I need somebody to enlighten me on how he ab- accidentally posts a video of him smoking on the internet. Man, uh, I'm guessing he was high. Maybe slip of the thumb yeah. but that that's yeah, a bad you know, look um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of weirdos out there got lebron's son on post notifications a little 15 year old but oh yeah definitely they they were quick enough to catch it i don't know how quick he uh, enough he was to take it down because i didn't actually see it when it was on his page doesn't but, seem like he was moving too fast <laughs> <if> he was, <laughs> i know who gonna be moving fast it's yeah. gonna be lebron's hand on y'all get the picture uh but, who also is gonna be moving fast is the offers leaving his desk because Plenty of people have uh, uh, had their chances of playing in college rescinded because of videos like this. I don't know if it'll happen to V. LeBron James Jr., but uh, no, that's tough. We don't even know if he can play in college anyway because he's a pro gamer. Right. Uh, that's Maybe awesome. he'll be in phase. It's already looking like he's phasing through all those blunts, but, you know. Ooh, that was pretty fire. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the – first, this isn't even Bronny's biggest problem. I think the biggest problem is going to be either his mom. I don't know the discipline in that house, but if it was in my house or Caleb's house. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the it's going to be the hand. That's going to be the first issue. Definitely. I mean, that messes up your future. I don't know. That, what, the first like you he's blown up on social media for a lot of time. He's now a social media presence. You went out there being a you know, video of you smoking like that. It never goes away. Oh, man. For a 15 year old kid, too. That's getting whooped, bro. That is so tough, man. But you know, uh, hey, a lot. Uh, is this snitching? Everyone does it, not us. But you we're know, not snitching. Like, yeah. it's, Everyone it's, does it. We tell the news. That's what we do. You know, here. what do you? But okay. a lot of people do it. You know, so um, I guess it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's a life. You can decision. argue that it's bad. It's a life decision. But you know, I don't think it's really something that's gonna end out end up positively for him. He's not gonna become like Snoop Dogg or something. Yeah, an endorser of weed. Yeah. Well, uh, aside from his weed thing, and it's, this isn't really about Bronny, but what do you think about pro gaming, man? Pro gaming. Uh, well, know, I've I, been gaming mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember. Like, actually. Yeah. Let me give a little story. I had a Nintendo DS, and one time I was uh, traveling on uh, in an airplane, and I fell asleep with that DS on my lap, man. Uh-huh. I remember I was playing Ben 10. And I, I'm not making this up. I was on the final boss, and I fell asleep. And when I wake up, it was gone. Mm. Now I was I was asleep. So, and I know no, um, <laughs> I know no, air, <laughs> no airline attendant freaking ripped it off my leg. So what I what I speculate happened was maybe we had some turbulence on the airplane or something because of the pilot. Or the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the conditions in the in the stratosphere, but you know it uh, slid to the back of the plane, man. Oh boy! And I get, I went to search once the plane had landed, but it was gone. Well, I want to say here, uh, Emery Mokiti, I hope you heal your trauma. Um, oh, I'm good. That's now, man, <laughs> I'm no, good I'm now. I don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> I could. Oh my gosh! I, I I absolutely do care. I couldn't pass up on the opportunity Dude, don't for a joke, care, bro. <laughs> I absolutely do care. It was just a joke. But um, no man, what? that's it's, it's gone. It's a frightening. Oh yeah, story. pro gaming go. I don't know why I even told that story, but yeah, uh, I pro no gaming. Idea. That didn't had nothing. Pro uh, ga- yeah, it's cool, man. And people oh. are making money off of it now. It's I, now a lot of people don't respect pro gamers as athletes. Is, is it a sport? Yeah, yeah, but it's, a it's sport. absolutely. I love gaming. I have a high. High respect for people with that good of hand-eye coordination, that good of visual and response time. Yeah, man. That's ooh, that's pro gaming is definitely something. Pro difficult. gaming is amazing, and the fact that you can make money off of that, ooh, man, it's just building a lot of opportunities. Because I know there are a lot of people that um, not saying that we should like cater to those that um are like less socially adept. Yeah, but you know there are a lot. And not to, not to place the generalization on gamers that they're they lack social skills, but you know, a lot of these um a lot of gamers, I think they would find it easier to do what they're good at. You're right, playing and games. That's what most people do, though. Do what talking you're good to, at. Talking to people over the headphones. Yeah, I mean, man. This is a job. People, it's like it's like sports. 
do you really think these athletes should be paid millions just for like dribbling the ball up and down a court? Now, don't get me wrong, it's difficult, but why are they being paid millions? It's because of the entertainment factor that they're providing to people around the nation, around the world. And these are all genetically superior humans that can jump 10 feet in the they, air. They are, they are good at what they do, and they're they amazing. Yes, but, yes. you know, it's it all comes down to what the people want to watch. Yeah, man. You know, a lot of people like lot, to watch gaming. A lot gaming. of people like, like to watch gaming, myself included. And, and I like to play games, so, you know, yeah. The future of pro gaming is... Something like Sword Online, Sword Art Online, the anime that I was talking about earlier, is definitely virtual reality immersion. And people are pro gaming now, fighting with avatars. They'll be able to um, connect to the cloud and f like fight with their you don't own fictional have characters. To be throwing hands, yeah, Maybe you actually, mentally. you actually feel like you're throwing punches, but you're back laying down. We already have VR helmets where you have to like hold remotes and actually throw punches and we had the Wii and stuff uh, like that. Eventually but, it's you know, VR you have, immersion. You have to have the hands in your brain. I can't wait for that immersion, man. It's going to be it's gonna be absolutely great. Hey. Um, that'll be definitely fun. But I, I just know I'm going to I'm breaking all my consoles and throwing away all my games oh, you, if I'm ever getting beat up in my mind. Because <laughs> you're telling me... You're sweet. <laughs> you're telling me that... <laughs> I can't fight in my brain. You're telling me I can't drop kick a dude. I don't know Muay Thai. Uh, tai Chi. <laughs> I don't know karate in my brain. Yeah, no, I And I'm getting put in a chokehold in the mind? Nah, bro. I'd spend most of my time flying. But the issue with virtual reality immersion is that people just stay in the virtual reality and they don't come back to real reality. So we're going to have to find some blockages with that. Exactly. But no, man. That's gaming. There's a bright future for gaming. Um, I used to game a lot myself, uh, but me doing a lot of research now, I don't um, do it as much anymore. But shoot. You tell me I can virtually immerse myself and become the character of my dreams. I'm putting the books down and I'm putting Some on that. Some people call that an escape from reality. I call it fun. Oh, yeah. You I know? call it fun. Whatever. Whatever. Escape but, from what? <laughs> bro, we, we just went off on a super tangent. Bronny yeah. to pro gaming. We, this wasn't even planned. But, you know, that's what the Enlightened Brothers do. Bro. You put this one on the docket. I didn't know about. Uh, well, I'd heard about this, but oh, I'm yeah. sure you know more about it. Uh, so, yeah. Last topic Rolling of the day. The final topic, man. Um, I don't really know much about it, but uh, apparently Cardi B is filing for divorce. Or offset. Jeez, man. <laughs> uh, now... I don't know if we're if we can talk about it on this type of podcast. What? If we, I'm gonna just say it, and if I if if it's too bad, hey, then we're gonna edit whatever. out. For a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that? Uh, Wap aside, I was um I remember that Offset said some questionable things uh, regarding another woman while he was married, maybe a year ago or so. And Ooh. he uh, pretended to be he pretended to be hacked on <laughs> hacked on Twitter. Man, Twitter. can we stop using the hacked excuse? Who's but hacking you? He said he said I am gay and uh, <laughs> and other stuff of the sort <laughs> to try to pretend he was hacked. <laughs> now I don't know what hacker is that smart <laughs> and is just gonna post tweets to saying I am gay. Bro, yeah, if but, you're you if know, you're that smart to uh, hack somebody's account, you you're not do gonna do a lot more than to tweet stuff like that. But you know, it was a quite it was a. A sad excuse to say the least. Oh, man. Offset, I know you could have done better than that. Now I'm not endorsing <laughs> infidelity at all, but come on, man. Yeah, no. Nah. All divorce is sad, though, man. Yeah, that's, it is sad, though, man. That's tough, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically all the news this week. Everything else is just like uh, side stories. I'm sure there's something else that we've missed that may not have come up. By the time we upload this video, there's probably something else that's going to happen. But right. Yeah, man, is a... Uh, so is this where we say sayonara? Wait, is that right? Sayonara. Yeah, that was good. That was good. But um, I think we're forgetting one more thing. The no, um, part of the podcast. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, this is where we end the episode. Uh, bye, y'all. No, he's forgetting about the <laughs> the weekly freestyle. Give me a beat, bro. I need to put up, I need to put up a voters poll. Uh, if y'all don't want to listen to it, guys, anything. If we don't want to listen. If you don't want to listen to another freestyle, um, Type, if you're on YouTube, say yes if you want more freestyles in the upcoming episodes or no. 
and I I assume that we're gonna miss out on all this. I heat. assume we're gonna get more no's than yes. But maybe I should make it OnlyFans or just straight freestyle. Yeah, we need to make an Enlightened Brothers OnlyFans or Patreon. And no, I'm thinking OnlyFans. I like OnlyFans. Okay, and we're just gonna put up exclusive content where Emery gives trash freestyles and uh yeah I uh no not not yeah I, they're I, not trash <laughs> and I give bad metaphors or bad uh bad uh jokes. So yeah, we're gonna start on OnlyFans. I make bad jokes. Emery gives bad freestyles. Besides the point, give me a beat, man. Nah, man, you're you're supposed to be this great artist. I thought I thought I you had like no beat last week. I bro. thought you like to cut the beat. Again. Don't don't put me through that again, man. Man, can we something simple? We need more money so we can just get beats, bro. I'm not trying to have <laughs> a soundboard. Yeah, we need a maybe. Soundboard. Uh, we'll do that OnlyFans idea sooner than you thought, so you can uh, <laughs> so we can pay points. for a soundboard or, or kind of. All right, whatever. All give right, me, man. give me a beat, man. All right. This is the best. <laughs> we need to figure Pause. out when to stop it, but that was definitely your best freestyle because you didn't say much. Um, you just flowed with the beat. So I think I make your freestyles. Nah, I'm messing with you, bro. <laughs> it, it, it was great. It was great. Um, anyway, man, I'm thank not taking this slander anymore. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> this has been my favorite episode yet. I hope you all continue to watch. And um, thank you. Only great things coming in this podcast. Like he said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. This was our most watching, enlightening episode yet. <laughs> whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to us, because, you know, we're just doing ASMR to your ears. I know I have a voice of what, what was that? A voice of butter, smooth as butter. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a rock, but, you know. Hey, um, man, it is, what it, <laughs> it is what it is. We By the way, clear your throat. My fault, bro. <clears throat> it was clear. Oh, I just made you cough, dog. <laughs> Hey, All right, bro. Too, too many here. shenanigans, man. <laughs> Episode three. Y'all have baby. a good day, man. See, See y'all, y'all later. Week. Bye. See you.